Hi, everybody. This is Cassandra. Welcome to another episode on the Luminous Star Commentary. I am so happy to bring you guys another message. Please check the description box below for further details to this episode. Friendly reminder, you can find me on YouTube at Luminous Star Channel. Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about overcoming narcissistic relationships. What does that really look like for you? Because let's face it, it's not a one-size-fits-all you know, overcoming this narcissism, right? Pathological narcissism in particular. Some people don't think, for instance, that there's such thing as a healthy narcissism, but um, yeah, there are some people who are divided on that. Uh, to me, healthy narcissism is when you are feeling good about yourself, yet you're not destroying other people. You're not out to gain at other people's expenses. You see your own greatness as well as others. Okay, you can see greatness in other people. That's what healthy narcissism is. It means that you have self-love, but you also balance that with the love of other people. Okay, having said that, I want you guys to go ahead and uh, start, um, you know, looking at some of the points and the tools and the critical questions that I'm going to be sharing with you guys. Because I know sometimes when I'm doing these episodes, I may just start to uh, fire off the um, the tools and tips and guidelines of how to deal or overcome pathological narcissistic relationships. But I also share critical questions. Now, a lot of these critical questions are questions that I have journaled about. And I still, you know, sometimes when I journal, I will repeat some of these critical questions because sometimes we have to repeat questions until we actually can get the answer because sometimes we may look for those answers externally. Okay, we may look for it in other people, places, and things when really it's time to just go within and find those answers and answer some of those critical questions. Once I have answered those critical questions for myself, I found out that there were certain unpleasant experiences that I wasn't going through anymore. Why? Because I learned the lesson. Usually when we learn the lessons of something, we don't have to repeat it. It's like graduating from school, you know? So just picture yourself going to the graduation and your teacher or one of your teachers comes up and says, hey, uh, you know, you can go back to school next semester. You don't have to be here at the graduation. And you're like, uh, no, I've done the curriculum. <laughs> I have done everything I needed to do to graduate. And I'm not gonna repeat that again. Okay, so it's like when we go through challenges, it's the same thing. When we learn the lessons from those challenges, then we don't have to repeat those painful experiences. Okay, we can learn lessons through pleasant experiences too, but I just wanted to point that out because I do know that a few things that narcissistic relationships do or does, right, is it will bring certain challenges to us, such as our deepest fears. And it would have us looking at forgiveness. And when you look at that word forgiveness, you got you have two words in it, for and give. Okay, now this. Okay, so forgive, right? <laughs> you look at the word forgive, it's for, give. So what are you giving for? And exactly what are you giving, right? So I'm just going through all of this to say that it's very good when we ponder critical questions along our journey because this helps us to stay focused on thriving forward. It also helps us to appreciate how far we've come all right, so uh, overcoming narcissistic relationships. What does that look like for you? So critical question number one, I want to fire off with the critical questions. Number one, first critical question. How can you tell that you've outgrown 
the narcissistic relationship or narcissistic relationships. How can you really tell? What does this look like for you? Because it's not a one size fits all. See, the way that I show that I've outgrown narcissistic relationships is going to be quite different from the way that you show it, right? So critical question number two, list the ways that you have currently or list the ways in which you currently show that you've outgrown narcissistic relationships, right? So what does that really look like for you? Again, it's the same thing. What does that really look like for you? What does that consist of for you? See, the narcissist wants to perhaps distract you from you. This is why they often create false images, not only of themselves, but of everyone that they interact and deal with, especially those primary source suppliers, right? They create these false images of everyone. So when it comes right down to it, the narcissist really doesn't take the time out to get to know you. And what is really the cherry on top for him or her or them is that you are detached from yourself. You're not really taking time out to get to know thyself, which is my favorite motto, by the way. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, when we start looking at ourselves, not saying to shout out everybody else or to become self-absorbed or self-centered. No, but to become self-aware. So therefore, we are aware of other people that we're having relationships with in another way, in a way that perhaps we've never been aware of them before. Okay, so it's about balance. It's about being harmonious. It's about having some inner peace, right? So critical question number three challenge yourself or this is why don't you challenge yourself to make choices that bring about necessary change in other words become the catalyst of change become the change that you want i know you probably heard of those things before and they may sound quite cliche but i've tried all these things and they work for me so i'm just sharing this especially when you're dealing with a narcissistic relationship that's the last thing the narcissist wants you to do is to change Okay, because they want the source supplier. They want you to continue to be the source supplier. Perhaps you are a primary source supplier for your narcissist. And this means professionally as well as personally. You can on your, uh, wherever you work, if you're working right now, right? You may be the person who is getting most of the tasks done, the missions done. You may be the, the real rock star in your division or in your company, right? So you, you, you may have people pulling at you at different directions. Your energy is being demanded. You want to talk about on demand? Maybe your energy is on demand. So there are some of your coworkers, perhaps even your supervisor, that may show to have some narcissistic ways that may not, uh, that may ruffle your feathers. I'll put it like that, right? So even when it comes down to that, narcissistic relationships are designed to distract you from remembering not only who you are, but the purpose of your very existence. Why are you here? To serve a narcissist? I hope not. I hope you don't think that. The narcissist wants you to think that <laughs> because perhaps when they created a false image of you, they also see you in a very negative way. They cannot know who you are. How can, no, they're looking at you 
through their eyes and they want you to look at you through their eyes. They want you to look at yourself through their eyes, not your own eyes or your third eye, as some would say, right? They don't want you to see or discover who you really are or what your purpose really is. Because sometimes we ask this question, what is the purpose of my life? Well, I just want to make a suggestion the next time or if you're asking that question, answer it just again just just a suggestion state the state the following my life has purpose boom there you go my life has purpose so becoming the catalyst of a much needed change one of the best ways to do about that or to do that or to bring that about is to challenge yourself to make choices that bring about necessary change. What are the necessary? That's another critical question. What are those necessary changes for you? Not for the narcissist. Because narcissists detest change, period. But if you're open to change, why not start with yourself, right? A lot of people have already discovered this. We're living in a world today that is actually challenging us to go within. Challenging us to get out of the state of denial. Cognitive dissonance is becoming very challenging right now. Okay? A lot of things going on in the world right now. I can make a list from, you know, um, the wars that are going on. The passing of the Queen of England. For instance, some people don't realize that uh, the passing of the Queen of England is, has a rippling effect, not only socially, but perhaps financially and in other ways too. Okay, a lot of people are not really looking at it. And I'm bringing that up because when we're in narcissistic relationships, we're not looking at the rippling effect of certain things that are going on in a narcissist relationship. It can cause a rippling effect. And because we're in the thick of it, and I'm speaking from experience, Okay, so being right in the thick of it at one time, there were certain things that I was I was blind to. I couldn't see it. I, I did not, I wasn't aware that certain other things were taking place as a rippling effect due to certain things that were going on in the relationship, certain choices I was making, certain choices that other people were making in that the narcissist relationship. It could be a narcissistic family system. So there's more than one person involved. Choices that everyone is making is a rippling effect. Okay, so just wanted to bring that up. But these critical questions here are all designed to help you to go within and to stay focused on thriving forward. So how does the narcissistic relationship, here's another critical question. How does the narcissistic relationship fit into your life as you grow, as you transform, as you evolve, as you're thriving? Some of you are still at the surviving stage. And again, that's okay. You survive first, then you thrive. But how does the narcissistic relationship fit into your life right now, currently? Not in the past, I mean right now. So overcoming narcissistic relationships, just really boiling it down to how does that really look for you? How are you experiencing that? How did you experience the narcissistic relationship? That's another critical question. How did you experience the narcissistic relationship? Simply put, how was it for you? Not the narcissist, because you pretty much can, can tell and you can see how it was for the narcissist. They were getting the source supply. So it may have been at their advantage at one time. But how are you right now 
now that you're changing, evolving, or you're being challenged to grow further, to change more, okay, you're being challenged. Some of you are accepting that you are the catalyst of change. You're accepting that you're outgrowing the narcissist relationship or relationships. Okay, so uh, reflecting on the phases and stages of narcissistic relationships. Okay, so when it comes down to that, then we're going to be challenged with what? Emotional discipline. Emotional discipline is one of the best tools that I've ever practiced and continue to practice. Okay, because when it comes down to the narcissist relationship, the last thing that the narcissist wants you to do is to critically think about what actually is going on or what you're experiencing. How is it for you when it comes down to the narcissist relationship? The narcissist doesn't want you to ponder that. Because once you start to ponder that, you're starting to go within. You're starting to change and not in the way that the narcissist will favor. Okay, so letting go of yesteryear versus fixing yesteryear. Okay, so the narcissist doesn't want you to do that. So when you start to, and all of this has everything to do with overcoming narcissist relationships and changing, evolving. Okay, transforming, uh, not just thriving, but thriving. I was going to say striving, but it's kind of like thriving, right? So letting go of yesteryear versus fixing yesteryear. What, why would, what for? That's kind of like being stuck in the sunken place, being stuck in the narcissistic relationship. So as you reflect on the phases and stages, of the narcissist relationship, it will help you to stay focused on thriving. It will help you to become your best problem solver, not your only problem solver. That means you're seeking wise counsel. Wise is key word. <laughs> wise counsel, not just any counsel. There's a lot of bad advice flowing around out here right now. People with energy harvesting, okay, snatching up energy. To- <laughs> They can really can't take the energy from you, but they're they're uh, they're tapping into energy, right? In other words, trying to gain at other people's expenses. That's very narcissistic. You got a lot of narcissists right right now that's trying to get back into people's lives that they have discarded before. Now they're trying to come back. Some of them are energy harvesting. Some of them are energy harnessing. Okay, some of you are harnessing. That means you are tapping into your own energy and it's beneficial to you and those that you love and care about. You're surrounding yourself with people who really appreciate the energy that you bring into the relationship. So you're harnessing your own energy versus the narcissist harvesting your energy. Okay, so there's a lot of that going on right now too. Uh, You know, narcissists are scrambling around right now. Right now, as uh, things are changing in the world, you may have noticed some of the narcissists in your life, professionally as well as personally, that their masks are starting to crack. Okay, they're, they're starting to bust up. <laughs> okay, they can't they can't keep the mask the the mask affixed. Now the, they're slipping, right? They can't shape shift fast enough. You catch it. <laughs> so a lot of this is going on right now. 
So emotional discipline is one of the tools that I currently practice and I have practiced, which will keep me focused on thriving forward. And it also helps me not to get lost in the sauce, especially when the narcissist is wanting to pop off with the drama. So emotional discipline can be your best friend. Emotional discipline doesn't mean that you don't feel. It means that you are aware of what and how you feel. Notice that it's not just what you feel, it's about how you feel. Emotional discipline helps to do that. Emotional discipline means that you are self-aware and you're aware of other people that you love and care about in a way that perhaps you haven't been before. You're, you're, you know, you're already probably empathic. You're probably a person who is highly intuitive. And believe it or not, narcissists can also be highly intuitive. But they use it for perhaps something that is not very good. So emotional discipline can become one of the best tools that you've ever uh, practiced, right? Knowing when and how to emotionally detach from the buckery of the narcissist relationship. And I think you can, you know, you know the other word that I really meant to say. <laughs> okay, the buckery of it. Narcissist tends to be fixed on the buckery. They're fixed. They have a fixed personality disorder. Look it up in the DSM-5. The cluster B personality type is a fixed personality. It's the only personality type that is fixed. It is not flexible. It doesn't adapt in order to get a well, get along well with others. Okay, not I'm not trying to demonize anybody. I'm just pointing this out. This is why sometimes things don't become resolved or seem to um, settle down when it comes to narcissist relationships. The drama just keeps on flaring up. There's drama after drama. Sometimes karma comes along. Sometimes karma is being shared. Why? Because perhaps you're still in the relationship. Not saying that you're bad for this or that you should beat yourself up for this, but sometimes narcissists will use or misuse the energy of other people to shield and buffer from their own consequences. Due to what? The, the choices, the poor choices that the narcissist has made. They will use other people around him or her. This is, this is one of the reasons why it's uh, source suppliers that they have around them. Have you ever looked at the, those two words, source supply? Very interesting when you really look at that word and narrow it, those two words and narrow it down to what they really mean to a narcissist, especially source supply. The narcissist will tap into the energy fields of others around him or her, and they will sometimes use it to shield themselves, to buffer from what? The consequences that they are supposed to experience 100% due to their poor choices, their curse words, okay? The way they misuse energies of others, as well as perhaps their own. Some narcissists can be quite self-destructive. Maybe they drink a little bit too much. Maybe they do a little bit too much, you know? But narcissists often will misuse the energy bodies of others in order to gain at their expense. So knowing when and how to emotionally detach from emotion from uh, the narcissistic relationship is very key. This is one of the ways that you can start looking at or reflecting on the phase and stage of a narcissist relationship and learning the lessons 
what does that do? That means you're not repeating the narcissist relationship. You're not a narcissist magnet anymore. You're no longer a vibrational match to a narcissist. And this is not something to beat yourself up about either. No, this is not about demonizing anyone. This is not about demonizing yourself. It's all about overcoming narcissist relationships, especially right now when the world, when the things that are going on in the world is really challenging us to go within. Who has time to keep a narcissist relationship going? Especially now, okay? It's, it's, it's spiritually, how is it for you? Financially, how is it for you? Emotionally, how is that narcissistic relationship for you? And it goes back to the critical question that I asked earlier. How does the narcissistic relationship or how does narcissistic relationships fit into your life as you right now transform, as you grow, as you continue to grow, as you continue to evolve, as you continue to thrive forward? So, you know, narcissistic relationships are designed to distract you. Just like when it comes down to the narcissist trying to find which buttons to push so what they can have you uh, or influence you to become distracted so this is why emotional discipline is very key that's the first tool by the way i didn't want to jump ahead but a lot of you who listen to me and watch me on the luminous star channel you know how i like to share tips tools and guidelines and these critical questions here okay so uh Tool number one, again, is practice emotional discipline. It's going to turn out to perhaps be one of the best game changers ever when you're trying to, or when you're actually, let's forget trying to, you're actually thriving forward past narcissist relationships. You're accepting that you're outgrowing these types of relationships. They don't seem to fit. They don't fit anymore, right? And this is very important to look at because we are undergoing many changes right now in the world people who are not ready for the change they don't want to change for whatever reason or what or change in any way shape or form they're not ready and they're not trying to get ready a lot of narcissists are stuck in this way by the way they don't want the change they don't like change and when they detect change around people the people around them when they detect change what happens the narcissists sometimes they get to uh, digging into their trick bag of abracadabras. They have abracadabra codes. I've done uh, videos about this. But narcissists, they like to keep a trick bag. So that way they can reach in the trick bag and try to what? Distract you. They try to distract you from focusing on how you're changing, how you're growing, finding out the purpose of your existence. Who were you before you came to planet earth i'm not trying to get too deep on you but that's something to think about too who were you what state were you in how were you okay well, anyway tool number one i'll just repeat it tool number one emotional discipline practice emotional discipline okay tool number two become open to studying or researching your family history now you may be wondering how did why did i say that because you never know who else in your family or whom else i think i said that right you never know who else in your family has also been dealing with narcissistic relationships 
perhaps your great-grandmother, your great-grandfather, perhaps a great-uncle or aunt, someone else in your family, a distant cousin has been dealing with these types of relationships. And you may discover that as you open up to researching your family history. It's not just about genealogy. You're studying your family history. You may be starting to ask questions to family members that you do have good standing with or they have good standing with you. Vice versa, in other words, you're getting along, okay? All right, so be open to studying your family history, researching your family history, not just for genealogical uh, or genealogy purposes, okay? Tool number two. Now, you might want to sit down for this one or you might want to hold on to your hats for this one because I'm about to throw you a curveball here. Become open to studying your natal chart, okay? Wow, why that one? Because when you look at your natal chart, now this is not just about knowing your zodiac sign. This is not what this is about. When you think about it, our lives are being recorded. But guess what? When we first came on the planet, that's when the recording started. Your natal chart will break down certain things about you and some of the situations that you have you have faced. Okay? Not saying giving you all the details of that. But when you study your natal chart, it helps you to know thyself a little bit more. Okay? That's all I'm saying there. I'm not trying to get all philosophical or suggest that you delve into the dark arts or something like this. That's not what that is. Natal chart is not you just knowing your zodiac sign and checking the horoscopes every day or every week to find out what's going on with you or to find out or try to figure out the future. That's not what that is. I wouldn't even advocate that. No, study your natal chart because it can also correlate to your studying and researching your family history. This is all boiling down to you getting to know yourself a lot better. That's all. Okay. So uh, having said all those, the critical questions and the tools and just breaking certain things down for you, I want to leave you with this. Right now, things are going on on the planet that are pulling or tugging at your uh, attention. This is what all, all of us are going through, right? So external versus internal conflict. Okay. So how does this possibly compound? How does this possibly compound? This is another critical question. How does the internal versus external conflict that you're experiencing right now possibly compound the current stressors, okay? The current stressors of dealing with narcissism or dealing with narcissist relationships. I know that sounds like a long drawn out question, right? But the internal versus external conflict, I want to break that down. Primordial conflict. That means the internal stuff that's going on. Should you do this? Should you do that? Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, should you go left? Should you go right? Should you go backwards? Should you go forward? Should you go up? Should you go down? Primordial conflict about everything. The narcissist wants you to have your panties in a bunch, pretty much. They don't want you to critically think and have a clear head about stuff and open your heart. Keep your heart open. So primordial, so the primordial conflict can be how the external versus external internal versus external conflict is being played out right now how else is it being played out 
is being played out by the pressure to please the narcissist, the pressure to please other people that are in the narcissist relationship, personal and professional. Are you being pressured right now to please others and to sacrifice yourself? That's what the internal versus external conflict looks like. Also, it looks like or it reflects anxiety or anxiety over or having a fear over being at the crossroads right now. A lot of people are at the crossroads right now. So anxiety over being at the crossroads. Where are you right now? Who do you want to become? Who are you right now? Where are you going? How does the narcissist relationship fit into all that? You're trying to please the narcissist. The narcissist is still pulling at your energy. They can't take it from you, but they can certainly tap into your energy or pull at it. How does that feel? What is that experience doing right now? How does it, How is that experience for you right now? So the internal versus external conflict that a lot of us right now are feeling. How does this possibly compound the current stressor of a narcissistic relationship for you? How does that fit? How is that going for you? So I'm saying all this to say that you don't have to keep walking on eggshells. You may have been walking on those eggshells for a long time at the mercy of a narcissist. But I want you to grant yourself the permission to live your life at the fullest. 